0: Motives, welcome back to the Behind Your Motive podcast. My name is Yash Akmanar, and today we are joined with Lance Ecos. Thank you so much for joining us for episode sixty. Today we get to learn directly from the host of the University of Adversity podcast. Lance has interviewed over two hundred and seventy amazing and successful people from around the world on his show, ranging from Grant Cardone to Dean Graziosi and so many more. But what I had the amazing privilege to do was speak about his story and what he has battled with through his life to get to the point he is at today. We really get an inside preview into why he does what he does and where it all began. And I hope you can take some really valuable insights into the process he went through and apply the ones that stick out to your life. We also speak about discovering yourself and truly understanding how you tick. I asked him a very vital question around how to actually create the life you dream about. And his answer was perfect. So without me spoiling too much in this amazing episode, let's now discover what's behind Lance's motive. How you been today, man? What's been good. the highlight of your week?
1: Oh brother. Um there's been a lot. Um well I just finished a boxing workout, so that was good. Highlight of my week so far. Um there's been a few things, man. Um I just got back from um one of my mastermind summits in Sedona, Arizona. So that was a couple of weeks ago or two or three weeks ago. And I've just been sort of pro- still processing that a lot of big changes happening, a lot of things happening in my life. So yeah, man, everything's good. And, uh, just, just working on this, on the things, man, you know,
0: What, what was in the mastermind that you really took away that really like resonated with you and gravitated towards you? Mm,
1: there's, there's a lot, it's, there's a lot of personal transformation going on in my life and, um, one of my mentors, Aubrey Marcus, I'm part of the, it's called fit for service. So it's a one year long mastermind. And there's just a lot of different mind, body, spirit. There's a lot of different transformational um, modalities in that. And um, being in nature and being out in in Sedona was really powerful. So there's there's just big shifts that happen sometimes, and these things that happen affect our lives and affect our business and affect everything. So um, it's integrating those back into our our lives that is is where the the work really starts. So definitely, um, yeah, man. Unpacking all that has been really really good.
0: That's really good, man. That's really nice to hear. And I feel like masterminds bring together, like-minded people, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like you're in a part of a really close-knit community that are thinking the same way. Do you, did you find that with your mastermind?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think depending on what mastermind you go into, but I think, yeah, it's, it's important for people to be, I think that's what gets people to go to the, that specific one is that everybody's sort of on the same They're, they're on the journey and I think they have similar um, interests and similar alignment and it always makes it better because everybody, when you're committed to growth, uh, it's great to have somebody to lean on for support. So definitely my, the group that I'm involved in is, is definitely like that.
0: I see. I I definitely see that for sure, man. Um, I'd love for you to share your origin story with me and how you came about to where you are today, because I feel like that provides a lot of value to my audience. I love, I love asking my guests, their story and kind of like what they had to do and what they did to actually get to this point and what they endured through. So I'd love for you to share that, man.
1: Yeah. Well, it depends where you want to start. I mean, there's, there's a lot. Um, I, I started out, I was a hockey player. So you know you guys in australia call it ice hockey we call it hockey out here i know you guys field hockey is hockey out there so depending where your listeners are in the world um i grew up in a in a place called edmonton alberta is very it was snow eight nine months a year so that was where i grew up um and i moved out to the west coast of british columbia vancouver or vancouver island in canada when i was 11 i was pursuing the dream of playing pro hockey that didn't go that didn't happen um so made some bad decisions as we all do at young age and then I found myself um not playing sports anymore and I had to rediscover myself who I was so on the path of rediscovering who I was after the after being the athlete I tried a bunch of different things I tried a bunch of different jobs nothing really fit I got into the bar and restaurant and hospitality industry. And that's where I lived from pretty much, I want to say what 23 until like 34 or something or 22 till 24. So I, I had wanted to do all the things I wanted to make an impact, but I didn't know what. So I tried being a cop. I tried becoming a firefighter. I tried to do all the things, but I ended up doing the bar and restaurant industry. So I really enjoyed connecting with people. I enjoyed the hustle and bustle. I enjoyed meeting girls. I enjoyed making money. It all just, and I enjoyed drinking a lot of alcohol. So um, that ties into a lot of the, the pain that I was going through that, you know, I kind of, that I, you know, during my childhood and teenage years, um, trauma and stuff like that, that I was kind of covering up, which I didn't really understand until later. But so I I lived in that area for a while, traveled around. I moved to Australia for five years. Um, Yeah, I lived there. I was running some of the best bars in Sydney, the Gold Coast. And although that was a great, that was great experience and a lot of fun, some of the most, in some of the most insane fun moments of my life, it was also uh, slowly like killing my soul and I wasn't that happy and while during that time I lost two people very close to my family I lost my younger brother my dad within um, one within about 18 months We I lost both of them so after that this was about two, seven, 2017 I quit drinking for a whole year And you ask how I got to where I was. Well, this is kind of the pivot is that I quit the bar industry. I worked sober for a year in the bars. After being eight months sober in the bars, I realized that I didn't want to work in the bars anymore because being sober in the bars just doesn't make sense. And I didn't want to be the person that participated in giving people alcohol. It just didn't align with what I was doing. I was doing a lot of personal development. I was doing a lot of things that didn't feel right to my soul at the time. So I quit drinking for a year and then I realized at the end of 2017 that I wanted to get out of the bar industry so I did. And after the loss of two people close to me I realized that adversity and challenges and these things in my life was something that was on my radar and I really had been watching podcasts and listening to podcasts since like 2010. And I thought what would it what would what would happen if I started my own show, you know? And I decided to create university of adversity and um, it kind of morphed into the thing that it is today. It was, I was, I followed my, it was a passion of mine and you know, I didn't care what anybody said. I just put the blinders on and did it. So um, and then from there, the, the evolution and the growth has just been um, continuous and I've just been on the journey, you know, I've started businesses. I've invested in a couple of businesses and I'm just kind of working my way along there and growing the show and continuing to grow myself and to the, where we are now, you know? So it's, it's just been, I've been focusing on my own growth while I grow the show and while I grow everything. So that's, that's really, um, that kind of brings us to where we are today.
0: Thank you for sharing that man. And thank you for being so vulnerable with your past and, Um, your your family and everything like that. I'd love to really discuss a a pivotal point in your life Um, earlier on when you were in that discovery process. So I feel like a lot of my audience are still trying to discover where they are and where they want to be. Mm. And you said you went through countless jobs. You went through trying to become Mm. a cop and a firefighter and like, what was going through your mind at those times for you to make those decisions? Like, I know you wanted to make impact, but Where did you really land and like, what was the mindset through those times? Do you think
1: it's a good question? So, um, yeah, I want your listeners to really understand that there's no right or wrong answer here. Our society conditions us to believe that there's one way. And if you don't do that way, then, um, a lot of people, will make you feel like you're doing something wrong. You know, if you don't go by the societal standards of go to school, get the job, get the, the career, have the conversation at dinner with the family so that you can just be like everybody else. And that's totally fine, but that's not necessarily the path for everybody. So <clears throat> first of all, it's a very challenging age, especially once you're, you know, you finish high school, there's pressure, there's, there's university, there's all this stuff. And that's all great. I, I recommend try it out, but always go with like what you want, like what really matters to you doing things that it took me till I was, you know, I'm 37 now, but I've always kind of followed my truth and my, what I've wanted to do. But what I really recommend and invite everybody listening to be really get clear on what it is you want to do. Don't do something that doesn't feel right to your soul. Now that may seem like, what does he mean by that? It just means that we all have an intuition. We all know that we want to do things that, that feel, that feel good, but we don't do them because we do things that we feel are going to satisfy our parents or somebody else because it's the right thing to do. And yes, that may pay the bills temporarily, but I'm telling you that the, the right path to take is the thing that feels right. The arts, the things that you're, you're passionate about, that is going to lead you down a path to, you're going to meet people. You're going to be aligned with your truth and your real drive. So you're going to, yeah, your values, and then you're going to meet people it's going to bring you down a road of things and opportunities that will bring you and attract you to other people. If you do things that don't align with your values and your sole purpose, then you're going to meet people and you're going to get hit and you're going to get knocked down. And then you're going to have to course correct at some point. Now the reality is we all have to do that at some point and getting, getting your ass kicked is part of it. But I'm saying there's a, there's a certain amount when you're young to just realize that you have a lot of time and yeah, you want to make, you can make stupid mistakes. You have lots of time, but at the same time, the quicker you can learn to follow your truth and to follow what you actually feel you want to do, the quicker you're going to find, you're going to find success. And that's my opinion. I've talked to a lot of people. I've, I've worked with a lot of people, and a lot of us have all done the same thing. We do things we don't want to do. And then we get to a point where we're like, oh, why do I do this? I don't even want to do this. And we have to start over. So <clears throat> I tried, I, I, the long answer to your question is try things, try things you want to do. What feels right to you? You know, if, if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. But the only way you're going to try, the only way you're going to know is if you try, Definitely. you know? And it's just like, it's like dating. It's like, you're, you know, you're not going to know who you're white, who you're, you're destined to be like until you find out what you do like and what you don't like, right? Each relationship you go through, you teach it as a, it's like a teacher. You learn, huh? All right. That thing, I can take that from that and learn. And there's that thing that I don't want to do. And you do that with jobs too. You do a job and there'll be things you like about it. And there's things you hate about it. If you really hate having a boss and you realize how shitty having a boss is, sometimes you're going to want to be your own boss, but entrepreneurship and being your own boss, isn't for everybody either. Sometimes it's good to have a boss. You can have a great gig. You can have a great job. So this idea that everybody's got to be an entrepreneur, it's not necessarily true. Like it is a great thing, but just understand that it's a lot of work also. And I have noticed myself. I used to need. I need. I needed a boss. I needed somebody to tell me what to do. And I have found it challenging to be that person to discipline myself. And then you have to be responsible for your team, and 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 you know, as, as far as anybody that's part of your your team, you have to you know you have to guide them, and that can be challenging. So I really encourage and invite your audience to really. Don't be worried about trying things out, but always try and stay true to what you want to do. And you're only going to figure that out as you go on. And as you try things out.
0: Great advice, honestly, great advice. Um, I got told that at a young age as well. And I kept, kept true to that. And I kept true to my values and what I wanted to do. I realized at a young age that working at a normal nine to five job isn't for me, but it comes times where it's really hard to self-discipline yourself as well. Like you said, Mm -hmm. So it's a real it's a real transition, it's a real discovery process of who you truly are and like where you best serve people and where you're where you are your best self, you know.
1: Mm.
0: And if we could just touch on that a bit more, like I feel like people at a very young age, like when they're like kids, they know exactly what they want to do. You know, like they want to become an astronaut, they want to do everything, you know, and kind of like reality hits somehow. Mm and it punches them in the stomach and they don't, then they don't know what to do, you know? And if they like, how do people stay true to that, to that young self and take that along with them? Because I feel like society, like you said at the start, they condition us to do what's right, you know, and to stay in the norm and everything like that, you know, and like, how do we go about that? Do you think?
1: Yeah. It's another good question. Um, Interesting. <laughs> the 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 reality of it is, is that as you get older, and especially when you want to, you know, you start to dive into the personal work and the personal growth, and you really get to the bottom of trauma and a lot of the addictions that people go through is trauma based, which comes from you know when you're young, and A lot of it, our lives, we get away from that inner child and a lot of the healing work that goes on, you have to go back to your child, to your inner child growing up and you have to heal that part of us growing up because the most shapeable parts of our lives happen between the age of zero and 10 when we're that kid. So to be able to stay in that 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 age and be that playful child that we all want to be that we all later on want to go back to and and have that playful ambitious you know non-judgment kid it's 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 a difficult it's a difficult question because as we get older the problem is is that we don't identify when we're that age that that is important. We, we think being older is important. So Mm -hmm. unless, and, and how do you educate a kid to say, look, enjoy being your new youth. How many people have told you that growing up? Everyone said that be, enjoy being young. And you're like, whatever. I just want to be old and get a car. And then you get that you realize, and then it's not until later on until we have discussions like this, where you start to go oh wait and i get it and the answer is, is is i don't i don't know how unless we really educate and really get these kids to realize if they could somehow go into the future and to see that what they think isn't that great yeah and if you could come backwards and go oh wow okay i don't want to go there too fast right so but the the whole key to being happy in life is to really be able to be that inner child as much as possible. And when you're a kid growing up, it's all a place of love. You just, you don't really care about what anybody thinks and your creativity and everything. And it's not until your ego starts to develop where you start to really like judge yourself. And like somebody tells you, Oh, you can't do that. And then the whole thing starts unravel. So it's, it's difficult. Yeah it's difficult but it was a difficult question <laughs> it's um and 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 unless we can somehow make sense with these with kids growing up that what later on isn't isn't all it's cracked out to be then it's going to be challenging and i guess it's just really like getting them to be mindful in the moment and really pay attention and be present instead of worrying about being older and grown up because it's not what it's cracked out to be after all
0: Definitely. And I feel like also high school doesn't transition us properly into that reality. Yeah. like We want to get out of high school as straight away as possible and go live our lives. And then that happens. And then we're like, Oh shit. It definitely wasn't like it seemed, you know? So, and like, I feel like that's the fault of high schools as well. In Mm. my opinion, as much as it is, our own lives, of course. I wish there were a way that high school could properly transition us into real life instead of teaching us like algorithms and shit. You know what I mean? That's the way, that's the personal way I see it. I know there's going to be a lot of like different people that disagree and agree with that. Um, But what are your opinions on the way to transition?
1: Well, when I was going to high school, this, I graduated in 2001. So I didn't get a computer until I was in grade 12. So put that in perspective, right? Like we didn't have like internet was a thing, but it wasn't a thing until like, you know, we started getting, we could download songs and make CDs at grade 11 (laughs) or 12, you know? So my, my education was old school compared to like you guys and your listeners. Right. But that being said, we were treated. And I think, I can't speak about what it is now. I don't really know, but the way our system was worked was we were like trained the way they were, you know, back in the early 1900s and 1930s and forties for factory workers. Right. You go in, you memorize things and then you just punch you out. You just go into these jobs and you're just like, you know, you're basically trained as factory factory workers. You're not trained to really think, And, you know, we weren't taught like, whoa, okay, you're really gifted in this area. You're good here. Let's, let's focus you more on that. It was kind of like fit into this model or, or fail or you're, you're, if you, you're either, you're either going to go to university or you're going to be a bum. Like that's the reality. Towards when I was graduating high school, there was a big demand for trades. So, you know, electricians, carpenters, or sparkies, whatever you guys call them in Australia, um, um, carpenters and and all of that, because all the baby boomers were retiring. So there's a huge demand. But for me, that didn't interest me. I wasn't like, I have nothing against labor workers. I think it's great. I tried it. I hated it. That was just me. A lot of my friends ended up doing it, owning great companies that are doing well. For me, that wasn't the thing. If I would have stayed and done that just because it was the good job or the good thing, I would have been very unhappy. But I stayed in my truth and I didn't do that. Even though people thought I was crazy not going to university, people thought I was crazy not doing a trade. Instead, I went traveling. I was like, forget it. I'm doing what I want to do. And yeah. at the time, it sucked. But now, you know, I'm the one that's probably doing better as far as like when it comes to that. But high school wasn't designed to create good humans. It was designed to create uh, factory workers and people that would follow and memorize things and just go to the next thing and the next thing and be part of the system and pay into the system of education, which then you pay for an education and then you do, you're part of the system and then you're not even guaranteed a job. You get, you get this expensive education and then you gotta pay and then you, you know, the the job isn't even a guarantee and then you're in debt and then you're paying years in debt to pay off the education that you may not even need. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at now, you know, and, and I don't really enjoy the system. I, I think it can be changed. Is it perfect? Like, I mean, I don't think it's anybody's fault, the high school systems. Yeah. It's, it's the government. There's a whole new, there's a whole thing that needs to be changed, but, It doesn't set us up. I know it didn't set me up to win. I didn't know shit about anything about life. I didn't know about taxes. I didn't know about saving money and you know, all this stuff. I didn't know about life. I didn't know all the bills that I had to pay. I didn't know all the, all the, all the stuff that would happen. I had no idea. And yeah, I mean, obviously there was a class or two about it, but like, this is the stuff that needs to be taught. Like, mainstream when I left high school I felt like I didn't know anything about anything yeah like I really did and you know whose fault is that is that mine or is that the system for not allowing us to shine in our areas where we can shine right exactly. and and I was an athlete I didn't care I was I was a hockey player so I just kind of got through but who knows who knows if somebody actually paid attention to students and like okay cool you're 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 this is this is the thing that you like to do what do you like to do let's let's work with what you want to do instead of what we want you to do and i think that would that would really help now i don't know the answers for it but i just know that when you have a bunch of kids that don't want to be there there's a problem Mm -hmm. and once in a while you get a teacher i remember once in a while i get a teacher i'd be excited to go to class for like a history teacher I'd be like, Oh, this guy's awesome. And you would respect him. You wouldn't be late. And it was like, I need to be there for this. And that's where we need to get where it's like, kids are excited to learn because learning is it's fun when you're learning things you're excited about. Yeah. Like if somebody can like get through to you and I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's tough, but I would really like to see that. And I, I don't like to see the pressure on kids to have to fit into a model that may not be, suitable for them.
0: I agree, man. I agree. And when it's really funny that we're talking about the education system because your podcast is actually the university of adversity. Um, so I'd love for you to share a bit more about that and how you came up with that name and the value that you offer to your audience, man.
1: Yeah. Well, I just, I like the word adversity. It was coming up to me. I I, I pay attention to my intuition a lot. You know, I've gotten very good at listening. Um, when you quiet down, it's easier to listen. I, you know, did a lot of meditation, a lot of journaling and I, things just come to you when you when you're quiet. So, um, that came and I just decided, you know, to start the podcast because I thought it would be valuable to be able to share inspirational stories of people who had experienced adversity in different areas of their life, you know, from, from what the show started to now, it's really expanded. You know, so we really explore mind, body, spirit, vocation or occupation, and relationships, and how adversity shows up in all those areas. So those are pretty much the five pillars of life in general. And you know, I've been able to interview New York Times best-selling authors, you know, pro athletes, you know, NBA champions, um, you know, doctors it's been it's been insane you know UFC fighters there it's I've had such a wide range of amazing humans and being able to like go in and unpack their stories and be able to see them share their stories and I think them sharing their stories and then walking away with tangible tools tax resources that people can have and apply in their own life has been helpful yeah so um you know and I, I knew what sharing my story did for me and my healing. You know, I only gave you a little bit of a little snippet of like, you know, the stuff that I went through. But, you know, the more I can tell my story and share it and be vulnerable, the more I heal. And I realized that through the podcast and the more people can share their stories and the more people can give their knowledge about certain things that they've been through. It helps them. And it just basically so that, if you're in a space where you're struggling, and you're in you're with one of these kind of areas, so that you can you can speed up your progress from you know struggle to breakthrough, right? Like so that you don't have to spend as much time suffering and struggling. Hopefully, somebody can spark a chord with you and and help you make a better decision. And that's what it's for. You know, it's really, um, it's what I needed. The inspirational show that I needed. Not everybody needs inspiration. It's not overly inspirational all the time. It's just real stories, and I felt that's what I needed. So the person that needed this three years ago, that's that's what I created it for. So, yeah, it, it's been um, it's been amazing. You know, be
0: truly fulfilling to be able, and it is with me as well. Like I love interviewing guests and just hearing mm-hmm. their stories because that doesn't get shared enough. I feel like. St- the more people can share their stories and be vulnerable, the better the world would be in general, you know, mm-hmm. not just like specific people, but the more the world will be better. Too many people are like, so, so like stuck up in a sense, like they think everything's perfect. And they, that, that's how they portray their lives on social media, but we never really understand what went through in their lives at the start. And the, the purpose of your podcast is insane. That's what it really uncovers. Um, where can people find you, man? Last question. I know we're running out of time here, but oh, where yeah. can people find I'm, I'm you on social media? Don't
1: don't worry about that. Um, yeah. So follow <laughs> me on my social media is super easy, ECOs, You know, it's Lance WECOs everywhere, or Instagram is just ECOs. And yeah, I would uh highly recommend you guys check out University of Adversity, the podcast. It's it's available on all platforms and available on YouTube. And I always greatly appreciate, you know, listening. And if you get value from it, um, you know, leave a five-star review on Apple. Um, I always like to see, you know, where it's impacted you and how it's and where these comments are coming from. It's it's great. And sharing it with a friend and tagging them in stories on Instagram is also great. You know, it's I do this so that it can help people and spread. The, the more we get together and people can, you know, get together on this journey with me, more people we can help, so 100%. yeah. Check out the podcast; you can you can learn. We're two hundred and seventy something episodes, and you can you know start wherever, and there'll definitely be it'll change your life. I can guarantee you that. And um, yeah, you can you can follow along some amazing humans on their journey.
0: Awesome, man! Thank you so much, Lance, for coming on. I hope you have a Absolutely. great rest of your day. Thanks, um, brother. And look after yourself.
1: Appreciate it, brother. Thanks so much. Take care. You too.